0: Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to another episode of the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and this morning I'm doing a brief follow up on why I'm talking about so much of the repentance. Why am I talking so much? Why did I do the teaching on the false teachers, and why did I have such a heavy way about me in that podcast, or a heavy tone, as as some might call it? You have to understand something, at least where I'm concerned, because this these issues. They're very personal to me. And I'm going to explain this in a way that I can relate to many because right now there are a lot of people who are being segregated from their families, losing their jobs, they're losing their friends. They don't understand what's happening. They need answers. They need to understand why these things are happening. They're happening because the Lord is usually showing you something in seasons like this. And because of what's coming, he is teaching his people to put their full undivided trust in him. He does not want, and you got to understand also, sometimes a wilderness could be for your own protection. You know, when I found out that the company I worked for for 10 years, no, make that 11 years. When I found out that they were starting to mandate this COVID-19 vaccine as a condition of employment, like they used to do the flu shot when I was there, which I had uh, previously covered and I other podcast, I thank the Lord immediately. Because what it made me realize was that he took me out of that job to protect me. Now, my heart was not in that job anymore anyway. But I didn't foresee the coronavirus pandemic back in 2018. You know, I didn't foresee there would be shutdowns and many people are losing their job. And I didn't foresee... That the end times were that quickly among us, but they are. That's the reality of the situation. There's no denying where we are anymore and The purpose of this podcast today is to demonstrate where I was You know before I went into the wilderness I Was making very good money. I had a very stable career You know, I, I didn't have to worry about how bills were gonna be paid I didn't have to worry about every anytime. I wanted to get something you know It always came through. I was able to pre-plan and do things and live a pretty quiet life. But what I didn't realize is through all of that, because I was doing so well in the world, I was not calling on the name of the Lord back then. I believed in God. I believed Jesus was my savior, but I was not calling on him on a daily basis. I was not giving him any thanks. I was not I was very backslidden. I had problems, I had a drinking problem, I I mean I wouldn't drink every night, but I was, you could essentially call me a functional alcoholic because at that time, I was drinking probably two or three times a week. And when I would drink, I, got, I didn't drink to just have a few cocktails. I drank to get drunk because I actually could not stand my life for the longest time. I didn't have any relationships. A man fulfills his sexual needs. I had a problem with pornography back in those days. I have no problem admitting these things. And the reason I admit them, because there are many people out there going through the exact same thing. And while I may have been merciful to those who were around me, and I took care of them, I would always support them, I'd be there to talk to, that still it still did not solve the problem that was in my heart for the wicked things that I was doing that the Lord did not approve of. And what he did when he took me into that wilderness was to show me, to depend on him. He was showing me how to give myself wholeheartedly to him. I fell down a lot of times once I realized, and and actually when I first went into the wilderness, I didn't even realize that's where I was. I was going the opposite direction at first. So I put emphasis on this because right now there's a lot of people going into that. And I read a story yesterday that people in the UK, for example, and I know it's got to be happening here in America because if something's happening in one place, it's usually happening in two different places or it's probably happening all over the world, it's probably happening in Australia, you know, those poor people down there, think about how they're getting locked in their homes and they can't even go out. And then they're telling people not to talk to each other. People have to have human contact. They have to have fellowship. They have to have friends. They have to, have, they have to be able to talk to each other to understand where things are going. And a lot of the reason that they're turning to substances is because there are no clear answers. But what often is not seen is that the Lord's trying to get your attention when you're in a situation like this. He wants his people to see because he wants them to come to repentance. Consider, if you're in a situation like this, that that's his mercy. It's his mercy that he's calling you to come back to him like he did for me. And at first, when, I, when th- these things started happening to me and I had no money and my credit cards were maxed out, I had no idea what was going on. And I kept trying to find jobs. I couldn't find jobs. And this is before the pandemic hit. I, I-, I don't even want to imagine what it's like now. But you see, this happened to me also to fulfill his purpose to lead you guys to show you what is going on. He put his servants into the wilderness because he had to pull them away from the world so that they could deliver his message. And that message is that only Jesus can save. Only Jesus can provide. The world is not going to be able to provide your every need. You know, there are many who rebel and they think, well, I'm going to do what I want and it'll work itself out. Things are not going back to normal. You're only, you might have a drinking problem or you might have a drug problem. Whatever your fancy is, That sin. Consider also that that wilderness is to keep you from dying in your sin because you don't want to die and end up going to hell. God is merciful on whoever he wants to be merciful to. Understand that a wilderness is not going to be the same for everyone else. What happened to me may not be the same for somebody else. Um, what are things that will get you there? Well, the sins that I mentioned that I had, but pride, anger, um, stealing—all these different things that are sins, which I covered. These are things I've been covering, and I've been covering for this reason to t- tell people: turn around, don't do these things. Because I said on a recent podcast that I did with Glenda Lomax, when we talked about the white horse riding, when we talked about people losing their jobs and being given a choice. One of the things that was mentioned is the Lord will put you into the wilderness, and he's been telling you, that's what the purpose of these messages are, is to tell you the, the right way of living, to find the old godly way and walk in it, because he's trying to get, be merciful. He's sending his messengers to tell you what to do so that he doesn't have to put you there. He wants you to turn to him before he has to put you there, and you still might go there anyway, because everyone's going to experience a refining in these last days, one way or another. That's just all part of going home, you know? understand that he's putting people into a refinement right now. Let's look at a few verses, 1 Peter 1, verse 7. "So the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ." Revelation 3:18. and Revelation 3, four and 5 cover the divided church, and that's another point of it right now, and that is why I recently did the podcast as it pertains to the church and false teachers. Revelation 3:18 I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed and I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see that is the prodigal son the prodigal daughter returning to the Lord that they are rich in his spirit and their sins that were crimson are washed into white because the Lord is like a fine bleach. Psalm sixty-six ten through 12. For you have tried us, O God. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid an oppressive burden on our loins. You made men ride over our heads. You went through fire and through water. Yet you brought us out into the place of abundance. After you go through a wilderness experience, one thing that you'll do once you learn to walk with the Lord You will praise him up, down, left, right. You will be so thankful that he put you through it. So it might seem at first like, oh, this is all negative. This is horrible. And I can't stand it. But consider he wants his sheep to be found. I had the Christian streaming service, PureFlix, for the longest time. But during that time, there was a movie I watched when I was in the wilderness called and it was based on the prodigal son. And... You know, this guy, this kid, he he lived at home with his father, and they had a farm, and he had a share. It wasn't doing very well, and he had a share in the estate, and he asked his dad to sell it. And he goes into the city. He leaves. He goes into the city. He buys this fancy-schmancy apartment. He got all these nice clothings that were label designer names. And he bought this very expensive sports car, like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or whatever, you know, take your pick in any of those cars that have to cost at least in the multiple hundreds of thousands. And he was trying to get the the girls and he started hanging out with the elites in the city and having all these parties and having promiscuous sex and drinking all this alcohol, waking up with women he didn't know. And toward the end, he found out that he was in debt because he was spending all this money and flaunting himself left and right and living in all this sin. And I, a lot of the movie was based on he was trying to find himself. In, and that's part of the wilderness also. You'll be trying to find yourself. You try to do what makes you feel better at first because you don't realize what's happening. And so that's another thing I want to tell you and give you warning about when I talk about these things. I was trying to find the name of the movie, but I can't remember what it was called. But there's a few of them out there. Uh, One of them I know Kevin Sorbo was in. And that was called Confessions of a Prodigal Son. And that movie came out around 2015. But the point was, he spent all of his money. He ended up in debt. And at one point, there were thugs after him because he owed them money. They were like loan sharks because he invested money into I I can't remember if it was a stock or it was some kind of bet he made and he lost a lot of money. Like, and we're talking, you know, at least a hundred thousands of dollars. He was in the negative and they were after him to get their money. And he was on the run for his life. And then he found a, he had to flee the city and he found a farm and he was having to sleep with the pigs. You know, God was still looking out for him, but he returned home and he confessed his sin and they threw a big party for him because he had returned home to his father as the prodigal son. But I want to read to you Luke 15, 12-32, because it is the parable of the lost son. Luke 15, starting on verse 12. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed up all his belongings and moved to a distant land and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his field to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring out the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son, and by the way, this came out in that movie I was referring to. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years, I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when the son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fat and calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and he has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. And so, guys, the moral of the story is, though many are on the wrong path at first, the Lord wants you to call on him. He wants you to turn away from your sins. He, w- he puts you in that wilderness to show you where you are. And all he's asking you to do is call on him. And I get strong toned when I see these teachers, these priests, these pastors not helping people, not showing them. They're saying, oh, well, you're in this time for now, but it'll get better. If they're not telling you what you need to do, like I'm doing in this brief podcast I'm doing today, then you need to question that. And that's why I put these comparisons out, because that, those who are not telling you, What you need to know are misleading you. They're leading you astray, and that is not helpful. And so I just wanted to get on really quick and, uh, you know, go over these things, because if anybody thought that I was being strong in what I said, there's a reason for that, because everything we do now, especially in this last season, it matters. It's going to matter. Sins are going to have worse repercussions, and it's important that you know If something's happening in this manner to you, or if you're being segregated from your friends, if if you're being segregated from your church, it's important you understand the reasons why. That the Lord wants to show you something. Or he wants to protect you. Or he has a different mission for you. Sometimes a lot of us go into the wilderness, not everyone, but a lot of us, he has a greater purpose for us. He wants us to work for him or serve him in some way that we just haven't found. But that's the purpose of the wilderness, is to get you to reflect on him so that you call on him and say, Okay, Lord. You know, this is what I did in the wilderness in 2019. I said, okay, Lord, you know, because I was trying to find, look for jobs and I wasn't getting anywhere. And, you know, then I started wandering aimlessly, like I didn't know what the purpose to my life was anymore. And I said, okay, Lord, if you don't want me to work anymore, what do you want me to do? And I had to do this for several months. And in between that, I was really having to learn how repentance worked. And that it was establishing the Lord in my heart. I went before his throne every day. I prayed. If I sinned, I picked myself back up. I kept spending time in that word, building the Lord up in my heart, inviting the Holy Spirit in, inviting Jesus in to do a spiritual circumcision on me. And he lifted me out of it. And he reestablished me. You know, 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7, starting on verse 6. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time he will lift you up in honor give all your worries and cares to god for he cares about you first 10 still in first peter chapter 5 verse 10 in his kindness god called you to share in his eternal glory by means of christ jesus so after you have suffered a little while he will restore support and strengthen you and he will place you on a firm foundation all power to him forever amen and guys Once you understand that the Lord has a greater purpose in your life, not in the way that, you know, it was covered by the charismatic preacher, but in context, once you understand He has a greater purpose for you and He's trying to reestablish you, it will make it a lot easier for you to get through when you partner with Him. And that was the purpose I wanted to convey today. And I pray that this reaches who it needs to reach. And until next time, guys, hang in there, you know. Hold tight to your faith. Call on the Lord Jesus that you may be saved and ask him to show you what he would have you do. Because if you recognize that that's what he's calling you to do, your trip in that wilderness will be a lot shorter and more manageable. I mean, I was in it for a year before I realized what he wanted me to do. I didn't even realize at first until he actually got a hold of me one night and shook me. And that testimony is up on my about page. And everything I've conveyed today Is all pointing to that. And so understand when he separates you from these people, take a step back and reflect because that's one thing I did a lot in the wilderness. I reflected, I realized who was really there for me? Who were these friends really all these years I had? And what were the actions that I was taking part in that the Lord did not like? What did he disapprove of? These are all things that you have to ask yourself. And this is what the pastors and priests need to be teaching their flocks right now especially in these times we're living, because a lot of people, they're not understanding where things are. And I believe if they were to show them, there would be more understanding. This is a very real danger. Because if you recall that clip that I played from David Wilkerson, he said a lot of people will get angry and turn away from the faith. And the reason that they'll turn away from the faith, the danger in the the charismatic preaching is it's misleading people. And so when things start to go wrong, They're going to curse God, and they're going to turn away from the faith and say, well, you know, I'm already seeing it. I saw an article yesterday where people are going in Australia, for example, they're saying you can't work if you don't have the job. And so people are saying, well, you know, I have to support my family, so I'm going to take it. This is very dangerous, because you got to remember in the last days, what it says in Revelation 13, 16 and 17, he required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. I have talked about the crypto patent. I have talked about that this is a dress rehearsal for the mark. Some people think it is. I think it's a testing of the technology with collateral damage. That's my opinion. I may or may not be wrong. I do not know. Only the Lord knows truly what is going on with this. But when they're telling you that you have to take something to work, and now in the United States, they're telling people you're going to have to, if you don't have the vaccine, you may not be able to travel. They're going to suspend interstate travel. At first, it was coming out saying, well, you can't fly because you're in close proximity with others. But then they're also looking at restricting road travel, which means checkpoints. That is very reminiscent of Nazi Germany, and only those who have a vaccine passport can travel. So when people are clamoring to keep their job, and when you're in a wilderness and you're not sure what you're supposed to do, when people are clamoring to keep their job and saying, well, I'm going to have to take it, what will you do when the mark comes to fruition? Will you take it? You have to ask yourself, so if you go into a wilderness in this time, it is to show you that because if you'll do that, what will you do when the beast makes you take his mark? That is why I'm telling you about why I covered these two last topics so strongly because this is direly important. It is direly important for your eternity and your soul. Part of what you're being shown now is for the reason to show you what season we're in. You know, Revelation 16 Verse 15, look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are those who are watching for me, who keep their clothing ready so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. The naked and ashamed means being caught unaware. And the Lord tells us not to let ourselves be caught unaware. Do not allow ourselves to be caroused with drunkenness. Do not allow ourselves to be caught sleeping when he comes back. And what he means by that, sleeping, is not physically in bed. He means don't be sleeping spiritually. Understand the times that you're in. Understand there's consequences for not abiding in his ways. So guys, if you're in a wilderness, take a step back. Examine your life. Examine what you're doing right. Examine what you're doing wrong. Study the Lord's word and understand what he wants you to do. It is my prayer that this podcast has been a blessing to you. In Jesus' name. Jesus bless you guys. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay safe out there and have yourselves a great week. Take to heart what I said, guys. Don't let the day catch you unaware.